Welcome to Everything EFL Podcast. My name's Erin O'Byrne, and I absolutely love sharing my knowledge with you, my darling teacher, and helping you build not only community, but your students' confidence. I truly believe that a positive frame of mind is essential for your students to learn. There's also a bunch of other teachy stuff thrown in for good measure too. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, you gorgeous teacher. If you're one of my lovely regular listeners, welcome back. If you're a brand new listener to Everything EFL Podcast, you're most welcome. I really hope you stick around. Now, this week I'm doing something really super practical that I hope everybody can get something out of. What are we talking about? We're talking about good old running dictations. Now, as the title of the episode suggests, there are a million ways to do this. But before we go into that, we just have to give a very quick rundown of what running dictations actually is. Because believe it or not, there are some teachers who don't know what it is. I know. So here's the general idea. Well, this is how I do it anyway. So get your students into groups of, let's say, three maximum. You get them to nominate one writer and two runners. Then, um, well, you should already have some pieces of paper with a sentence on each one um, around the room, um, you know, with blue tacked onto the walls or something like that. So one sentence on every piece of paper. I wouldn't do any more than about eight or nine, and that would be for a very good fast class. So if you're doing it for the first time, maybe just five would be... Now, the idea is for the runners to run to a piece of paper, read memorize, run back to the writer, dictate it, and the writer writes it down. Now, I often say to my students, if the sentence is too long, just memorize half of it, dictate it, run back, memorize the other half, dictate it, okay? And the writer writes. And then the group who has collected all of the sentences quickest is the winner. That's the general idea. Why do this? What are the benefits? Well, it's challenging. It's competitive. You've got cooperation, you've got listening, you've got speaking, pronunciation has to be fairly clear, you've got movement and class dynamics, you've got fun, you've got laughter, it teaches the students patience, you can review your punctuation and spelling, never underestimate that, more on that later. And that's the thing, fun though it is, you have to get it right. And there are definitely things to consider and incorporate. But again, we're going to talk about that later. Let's get to the good stuff. And I'm going to give you a bunch of versions and manifestations of running dictations. So even if you're a bit of a running dictations veteran, maybe you can switch things up and try one of these, right? Okay, so in no particular order, here we go. Something that is nice and simple for low levels is to do opposites. So let's just say you've done some adjectives. And you could write, for example, on one piece of paper, you know, the opposite of hot is blank. The opposite of happy is blank. So they have to basically, you know, exactly the same, run, memorise, dictate. But once they've collected all their sentences, they then have to fill in the blank, whatever the opposite is. Another one is correct the mistakes. So take note of your students' emergent language. That's the language they produce um, in a very sort of non-structured, accidental way. Um, when they're having like just a discussion about what they did yesterday or something like that. So, for example, I don't have many money this week. Uh, 
Um, that would be good if you've been doing countable and uncountable nouns as well. You know, think about the the grammar that you've just done as well. And maybe you can, you know, write a few sentences with super common mistakes, you know, that your students will probably make when they're trying to produce these, even if you've already taught it. You know yourself, guys. You can, in inverted commas, teach something doesn't necessarily mean students in inverted commas learn. Any kind of review is good. And this is a really fun way to do it. I call this collect and correct. Next one, vocabulary definitions. So, you know, something like the thing in the living room that you sit on is called. Um, and I did this with um, some vocabulary that goes in a song called Seven Drunken Nights, which is a really good, fun Irish song. It's a little bit adult, though. So, you know, if you've got kids or teenagers, maybe the, not the best song. But if you've got adults, go for it. Um, and what I used to do is take some vocabulary from it, like buttons, woolen blanket, saddle, uh, pipe, things like that, and just do, you know, match the pictures and the vocabulary on the board. Fine. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But I have the luxury of long lessons, so I thought I'd kind of extend it and make it longer. So I put the definitions around the room instead of like the pictures. So things like, you know, um, before cigarettes, men used to smoke blank. And what I would do is, the missing word is pipes, by the way, P-I-P-E-S. Sorry, I'm just counting how many letters is in pipes. Um, instead of just drawing like a blank line where pipes should be in the sentence, I drew five little lines to represent the five letters. That also helps as well if you're doing any kind of running dictations where there's a missing word. If you want to, if you think it will help your students, write the um, like little lines that tell the students how many letters um, they actually need. That can sometimes help as well. Or maybe for even better support, you could write the first letter of the word that you are looking for as well. You can do this with um, vocabulary that you think stu um, students might know or need to know for something, or you could do it in terms of reviewing vocabulary that they have previously learnt. Another idea is that if you are doing a, maybe a short poem or a, or a limerick with them, instead of just giving it to them, cut up the poem and have the lines of the poem around the room on you know pieces of card. So I don't know if you know this Halloween one in a dark, dark woods, there was a dark, dark house in the dark, dark house. There was a dark, dark room or something like that. Something it has to be something that's kind of it's quite obvious what the order is, but it just adds a, a little bit more dimension and dynamic to the activity rather than just presenting them with a poem. You know, it creates a little bit of excitement and they have to figure out the poem themselves. That might be fun. Now, um, another idea is um, pronunciation running dictations. Now, you could focus on, you know, minimal pairs or one sound that you've been practicing. You could have a very short dialogue on the wall. Um, you, you could do this in pairs and then maybe halfway through they switch roles so that the writer becomes the runner and vice versa. Um, you'll find some good dialogues already prepped in a book called Ship or Sheep, uh, which is very, very well known, I think. Um, but they might be a little bit long. But I mean, you could just sort of use half of it if you like. Another fun pronunciation running dictations, oh, pronunciation running dictations, might be tongue twisters. Always good fun. Another idea is um, discussion questions. Um, they could be any kind of questions. They could be general topic questions you want to discuss before you do an activity. Uh, you could make questions using the language covered in a previous lesson. Pretty much anything at all. It really doesn't matter. And then another uh, idea is half sentences or half questions. So you only have half a sentence. For example, I don't know, uh, my sister wanted to 
and then um, the students can sort of collect those and then um, create the ends of the sentence. Or maybe you could have a bunch of sentences that have been cut in half and they have to collect all of those half sentences or questions and then piece them together. Another good thing to do with dialogues is, again, it would have to be quite short, but you could have the dialogue cut up and students collect the lines and, again, put it in the correct order. There are, I mean, look, there are so many manifestations of this. This is just a few. I'm sure you guys have got other ideas as well. You know, let us know. Let us know under my social media posts or email me and I'll stick them on one of my stories. So, Okay, before you run away and do this in your class, there are some things to consider, okay? So I want you to think carefully about these things. The first thing is, if you've never done this before, it will take longer than you think. So just be prepared for that because it is a little bit bewildering for students. The second thing is, clear instructions are essential, okay? Now, if you're not sure how to do your instruction checking questions, check out episode 77. It's very easy to think that your instructions have been clear, but this is definitely one of those activities where even high-level students get a bit confused. So definitely use your instruction checking questions. Another thing to consider and take the time over is elicit the relevant punctuation on the board before you begin. If there's a question mark, a comma, exclamation mark, anything, make sure your students can actually say these words. So put them on the board, keep them there and drill them as well. Also, I think it's useful to elicit a couple of phrases like, can you repeat that? Can you spell that? It pushes that communication and cooperation aspect. Because if you don't do that, I guarantee there'll be a lot of confusion and frustration. You know, like if a, if a student is a writer and they're listening to something and they don't understand, they're just going to freeze. They look at their partner, their partner repeats it. They go, what? They repeat it. They, they don't understand. And then the runner actually a lot of the times grabs the pen off of the writer and starts writing, which is forbidden, right? So it's imperative that students know they have to use these phrases even if they know them or you think they know them. Put them on the board and drill them. And if you see students like looking at each other with confusion, go up to them and say, use one of these phrases. What question can you ask? OK, I guarantee without these questions, this will happen. Also, I think it's good to elicit those difficult vowel sounds which will cause problems. I did this a couple of weeks ago with an, a B2 class, right? And you would expect B2 students to know their alphabet well. But, you know, if you're from certain European countries, those E's and I's and A's, they cause so much confusion, okay? One of my writers, she's got great English, but she got so stuck on the word heard, as in I heard a rumor. Um, the guy was doing his best to, you know, try and spell it to her, but she kept mistaking E for A and A for I, and I could see getting really stressed out so make sure that you've you know practiced those vowels a lot before you start this and like I said only the writer writes okay see previous point regarding effective communication so the runners have to be clear or prepared to spell and the writers need to be prepared to listen and try their hardest to understand what they're saying again I recommend writing those vowels on the board but do it like this a for April I for I love you, E for English. Um, and students can kind of say these phrases instead of just saying A, A, A. You know, they have to say A for April. And if it's on the board, students can have a look and go, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All these little things really just help the flow of the activity. 
And also, I think it's a nice idea to give your students choice as well. Um, you know, do they want to stay in their roles as writer or runners? Do they want to swap halfway through? What do they want to do? How do they want to do it? And like I said before, keep it fairly short, especially if you haven't done it before. Keep your dialogues maybe six lines or so max. Keep your sentences five or six max. And again, with dialogues, think about how they're usually written. It's something like, you know, John, colon, and then how are you? And then it's like, Erin, colon, I'm fine. So make sure that if there are names in the dialogues, put them on the board with a colon and drill it. John, colon, you know, Erin, colon. So say you have to say this before you say the line, before you say the sentence. And then um, if they do have a dialogue, they can just take the dialogue off the wall and check it um, kind of like together when they finish. That's a nice, easy way to do that. Okay, that's it. I mean, yeah, I mean, like I said, it does sound simple, but clear instructions and everything I've literally just said is super important. And if you feel like doing it, you know, quite regularly, once every month or something like that, your students will get used to it and they will get into it. I promise. Like everybody loves running dictations. You just have to set it up and structure it as clearly and simply and with as much scaffolding as possible so that your students can get maximum enjoyment out of it. And then it just leaves you to monitor and assist as required. So guys, let me know, have you ever done running dictations before? Are you a veteran? Did you get any new ideas from this? Are you going to try it? Again, guys, I challenge you to take an idea from this episode and try it out in your class and let me know how it goes. And if you don't want to do that, that's absolutely fine. But I tell you what you can do. You can share this episode or any episode with a colleague. You can talk me up in your staff room. You can email me and get a poster for your staff room with my cartoonized logo on it with everything EFL and the links to all my social meds for everybody to have a look at. Or you can share any of my social media posts and stories onto your social media. That really, really, really helps me. All right, guys. So as usual, it's been a pleasure talking to you and I really hope that you get something out of this episode. As usual, look after yourself, have a peaceful couple of weeks and share the love. Bye. Ah!